you're listening to AP Marvel episode 43. I'm Chris Compendio. I'm here with a very awake Anthony Payone. Hi. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock p.m. Um, uh, things have been pushed back a lot. My bedtime yeah. is in 45 minutes. Yeah, Anthony's an old man. Uh, Izzy, however, Izzy's show is young and spry. Hi, Izzy. Hi, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> now that's a good joke. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll be here all fucking night. <laughs> yes, all I'm a night. Student. Yeah, no, I have to. Uh, I, as I as we're recording this, I am getting ready to go to PAX East. Going, I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow, and I'm staring at my empty briefcase right now, at my empty uh, suitcase right now. So this will be a fun night. I also have to. I probably have to edit most of this tonight. So uh, I'm looking forward to not sleeping because we're going to talk about James Gunn today. Uh, in case you didn't hear, James Gunn, uh, I remember I was washing the dishes and I got a push notification, and it's just casually like, James Gunn, reinstated as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 director. He's back, baby! So, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of, uh, jump back on our older conversation. We did an episode, I think it was episode 8, or something like that. We're at, <laughs> we're at 43 now. Oh man, time flies. But we did a Confronting James Gunn's Legacy episode and we kind of went back through James Gunn's history as a filmmaker um I feel I feel like um that episode you know that was kind of us in our earlier days doing the show so I feel like I didn't do a good enough job kind of explaining like we just kind of jumped into Slither and Super and stuff like that and Trauma without really defining like what those were like I didn't really I didn't really like kind of, we didn't really track his uh we didn't really detail his career I feel um but if you probably like to look through his Wikipedia page, you probably understand, yeah. Um, he started at Trauma Entertainment. He kind of did all these crappy Z movies with Lloyd Kaufman, who was kind of his mentor. They're kind of like, uh, how, how would you guys describe those Trauma movies? Help me out here. Um, Edgy. Were... But like, not, <laughs> like, I, I think it's important to kind of distinguish the difference between what we would think of as edgy now versus edgy then. I mean, edgy then mm. is still like bad, but like edgy then was much more like, 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 like shock and awe. Shock in the sense of like, yeah, it's the '90s, so a lot of things were considered shocking that aren't necessarily shocking now. Like right. Grand Theft Auto in the '90s was edgy, <laughs> right. right? And like Mortal Kombat, uh, the Hauser Brothers, yeah. Like, yeah. uh, it's subversive is the word we yeah, use. Yeah, subversive. So, yeah. like, gory, uh, violent, sexual, um, uh, I mean, taboo, taboo, taboo humor, so, like, you know? re- like, like, religious parody, uh, I mean, like, this is just what edgy is, like, anything that wasn't the norm. Yeah, but I, I, you know, but I feel like edgy nowadays has a, different connotation that I think it's important to kind of distinguish, like, when people think about it in their head. Um, yeah. Like, edgy humor now sure. is, like, you know, transphobic jokes, which are, like, bad, or, like, trolling on the internet, which is exhaustingly awful. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Sh- shock value doesn't really work. 
mm-hmm. in today's in today's uh, fiction and films and stand up and whatnot. Like I feel like I feel like movie forty three, which coinc- not coincidentally, but James Gunn had a part in movie forty three. He directed one of the segments. That was I feel like that was kind of the last um, mainstream shock value comedy nonsense i feel uh, yeah, feel free to yeah. disagree if i no, miss anything no, i would say so yeah like those parody movies like scary movie or like vampire suck i remember seeing it A- epic, oh, yeah. epic movie disaster Friedberg movie. and seltzer the two worst uh the worst filmmaking duo yeah. of our of the modern era I would like those say. movies when like those movies i think in our modern era are dead yeah but i mean even those movies Good. like I, I feel like it, a lot a lot God. of it wasn't shock shock humor it was more like hey remember that thing <laughs> i just there's there's better things that make me laugh i don't need to see this you know mm. but um when you look back at some of the things that people kind of criticized james gunn for there was you know not only the jokes that kind of reference to that, that they kind of made light of pedophilia but you you might have seen pictures of him say at a party and he's uh, his costume is like that of a pedophile priest, for example. Now that's pretty edgy. That's pretty edgy, and I feel like that's a joke that someone has made recently. Mm, yeah. So, I I kind of wanted to ask in the the months that have passed from James Gunn's firing to his rehiring, did anyone have any? Did anyone think back and maybe kind of went up and down on your opinion as of him as a person or did you kind of like stay um did you were you like still with him you know i know like like anthony you kind of you suck with the hashtag rehire james gun yes. crowd. is that correct yeah uh mm-hmm. i it hasn't really changed in that front um you want me to go continue with this like i can continue talking do you want to yeah, I mean, I want to hear that perspective. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not really like solid on um, a lot of camps. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain my weird ambiguous position in a bit, but I want to hear from you yeah, first. Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of like this. I mean, like you know, James Gunn is a person of power and like has some level of power, but it's like if you want to like destroy uh like horrific foundational issues in society it's not by attacking an individual it's by attacking a system which is something that i've talked about many a time um oh sure yeah um and um combined with the fact that uh you know they're in a in a society in a future society that i hope that i believe in and hope we can achieve to um i believe in a form of you know uh, redemption and you know reforming an individual in some capacity in the sense that you know people can develop and change and become better people um it's kind of like the the cool and interesting parts of christianity the ones that are not the, the not the bad stuff <laughs> even though that i'm not christian <laughs> like actual christianity yeah yeah like, like the idea of like you know you, you know you know um absolving oneself of their 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 past issues and becoming a better person and actually working to be a better person is you know important and sure necessary in 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 society like Like, uh, yeah i mean i don't like to necessarily use that because you know people like to use that when uh you know confronting nazis which is like a bad way to use that phrasing um but yeah uh that type of thing what like tolerating intolerance yeah that yeah that that (laughs) no fuck that um Mm. it's kind of like you know when like there are when you're dealing with there there is a level of nuance to it 
So, you know, Harvey Weinstein is, is someone who is in a massive position of power, who did horrific things and did not uh, absolve himself of those horrific things. Therefore, the shaming and ultimate takedown of that individual is a is a systemic change, not a massive one, because he is one part of a massive systemic problem. Um, but it, he has a lot of power. Right, even though it was one person, it was a very Powerful like, influential person. person. And, and, and that's yeah. and that's an important thing when 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 tackling like this type of thing of like individual and system type of thing um, is how much power that individual has. It's not saying oh the individual did everything, and it's and you know it's not like oh the system is n- not at fault at all. It's just you know it's just what happens. It's none of those things. It is a combination sometimes of of that. Right, yeah. I mean, th- that's why the- these waters are so hard to navigate because everyone has kind of a different um different background and story it's, and uh, yeah. Dif- yeah. different position in this. So, you know, it like yeah, it's part like oh, we're making this one guy an example, but it's also a big part is like hey, P- Weinstein's actually a very big name in the industry. Exactly. So. And to kind of, you know, finish my my point on specifically gun um, you know, uh, when you're, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a person that kind of believes in, you know, not necessarily kicking someone out of society unless, you know, they're an actual fascist. Um, and because, and that people can, you know, grow and become better and actually become a, uh, a, a, a concrete member in society. Cause you can't just kick everyone out who's horrific in some capacity. You know, there's personal issues that are obviously, you know, a problem, but there's nuance we can talk about it on the internet another time but you know um james gunn has specifically had a significant amount of regrowth and redemption and his art specifically shows that especially with guardians of the galaxy uh do either of you remember the buzzfeed profile from uh like that came out around volume two do do either of you remember that enough to kind of recap kind of what you got from that because i i was kind of skimming through it again i think we talked about it yeah, when we covered our episode on this about how right. you know volume two and volume one both had stories of redemption and character growth and type of things. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, do do you remember what it said about his his upbringing, like his background? Uh, because I saw people kind of trying to like going back to that. Oh, he dressed up as a pedophile priest. Like people trying to justify that. Like um, maybe he he like he wasn't abused, right? But he was. He grew up in an environment where. Other people around him were abused. Did I did I read that right, or did I? I remember it being like very, like what I classify as like simple. Like it was. I, he didn't grow up like in this. Like I grew up near a city. Like I, Anthony and I both grew up in this like near a city mm-hmm. in the, in the city. But like I remember James Gunn from like came. I remember James Gunn. I think he said it. Like he'd grown up in like simple like Midwestern Americana. Life. Yeah, and like that's. I mean, like I mean. I mean, like I said, like very different from like me and Anthony, for example. Like, sure, it was like very, it was like a very, I think, simple life. Like I remember, I think him mentioning how like he used to make movies with his brothers, um, and I don't think he really saw like the big future that like he. They remember him emphasizing like he never really imagined he'd be in this position right now. He was going to quit directing if he didn't get Guardians, and you look at him now. Um, hmm. Right, but. Yeah, 
I remember that's when he, I think that's where he talked about like how he related the most with Rocket out of all like other characters, out of all the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Right. He he's like a sort of a like like an outcast, sort of a um sort of black sheep, I guess you might call him. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's in it, people. Pe- the reason why I mention this is people seem to kind of explain kind of his edgy humor as like that's how he copes with his upbringing is how i is how those people kind of took that i think a lot of people uh actually kind of do that exact same type of thing that they'll use edgy humor as an outlet for being alienated from society due to other means uh whether it be mental uh personal um kind of like drug alcohol abuse um um uh parental or just general economic alienation and kind of like dealing with you know in a living in a society that kind of would put you down not because of mm-hmm. gen- generally who you are just because you're a person living in our society which uh which mm-hmm. th- that happens to a lot of people um you know that's why we have a lot of self-help books um but uh, that's right. a, another right. tangent and another story for another time right um i'm i'm skimming through the buzzfeed piece again he, he, he it, it talks about how there was a priest um who was giving young boys in his class alcohol and pornography and he didn't really he didn't really understand the it didn't really register to him as like bad behavior until later in his life you know like he was so young he was so innocent so it didn't it didn't it, he didn't take you know it didn't sound like it doesn't sound like he was directly abused but um, I I can't imagine that like kind of making that realization later in your life that is, you know, scarring and traumatic in a way. So I, I I'm just wondering if that's you know, you know you like the the way the um kind of going back in the timeline of this whole thing of you know the likes of the alt right kind of trying to paint James Gunn as a if not a pedophile a pedophile enabler of some sorts. Which is um, which is really weird, um, considering right. like the stuff that I just learned about Achan, which is like oh yeah yeah you know neo Nazis and white supremacists, but is also a haven for pedophilia and child pornography. Which it's it's bizarre. It, yeah, you know, Achan is like really the haven think, for guys, the people who were too edgy for why, 4chan. Why are the white supremacists hanging out with the child child uh, pedophiles and? Uh, the pedophiles and the people that like to post child pornography. It's like, hmm. Right. I wonder why. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, again, you know, we talked about it in our um, previous podcast episode about this, but it was kind of... A lot of it was the the rights trying to... trying to get back at the left. They wanted a win on the scoreboard because they had just lost, you know, Roseanne and, you know... Tim Allen's last man standing was canceled, and all of these rights. But it's not canceled. Um, it's actually on another channel. Being, uh, yeah, Fox. God damn it! Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, they canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they picked up Last Man Standing. A switch awful, through, awful you could idea, say. But, um, no, it actually makes yeah. perfect sense. I mean, I guess yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine is better on ABC. So NBC. <laughs> yeah, so NBC. I think that. Um, but now, wait, Disney owns Last Man Standing. Well, they don't own the network. They own the. It's weird. I don't understand. I don't understand because they do yeah. not own the TV network, but they own the TV studio. So I am just 
I don't know. This is not a Fox episode, but sorry, <laughs> that's sorry, another sorry. interesting thing. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm baffled by the the logistics of that. But uh, did you know that Paul Ryan is on the board of the new Fox Corporation? Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, like, like uh, come Rupert Murdoch hit him up. Come on, yeah. come on. You know how this shit works, Chris. Uh, this is capitalism, it's, it's, baby. It's capitalism, baby. John Boehner is all for marijuana now, just because he's a CEO of some marijuana company now. That's <laughs> capitalism, baby! Financially, yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough about the speakers of the house, but instead, let's talk about... Uh, we, do we, I don't think we talked about Nicole per- Perlman last episode. Did we? We did I, not. I don't, know. I don't think we did. I don't think we did, but like, it's a very interesting factor to... Did you want to... Uh, do you know anything about enough to kind of exp- like give a uh primer on that is he any no, summary I, of that i do not but um <laughs> yeah i me mean neither, skipping, but... the, skipping the articles that like you've attached here that you'll probably attach when you i this. found them today honestly because Lama- it, it was something that i was kind of ignorant to until uh i saw some some peers of mine some friends of ours who were kind of tweeting about oh man uh james gunn kind of did nicole perlman dirty yeah like it's I mean, because you bring up a good point, because I remember when I first, I remember like, in, during the Stuco when I first, like, like, well, I didn't first learn about her from the Stuco. Like, I knew who she was, but, like, I was, I had to, rem- I had to remember her still. Like, you remember that she's the first female screenwriter for Marvel. Like, that yep. was pretty yep. big back then, and she added Thanos, and, like, that was monumental in and of itself. But, like, right. you still have to remember her, and I think James Gunn gets so much of the credit because he is the director and like that whole thing and like we talk about like the auteur and how like a director can be credited with like the shaping of a movie and for guardians like it was very much gun so even though like nicole might have written it like james gunn like you know directed it and wrote part of it and like took most of the credit and like i think that's where the separation will go i think that's where the separation lie i never really thought there was a beef until I'm read until I started like skimming these. And I was like, you know what? That's completely understandable. Cause like even for the sequel, Nicole Perlman didn't really do anything with it at all. But I think we had assumed that she was working on the story for Captain Marvel, and then that got overhauled. So she right, just had I mean, she still luck. got a story by yeah, but yeah. it's the way Marvel Studios works is interesting. I mean, it sounds like they have kind of a uh, writer's program where they have a lot of people who they. You know, they, they train and they probably, like, have them in a room and, you know, probably have them at the ready to, to like, write first draft. So I, I assume that, Seth, that uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm jumping ahead to someone else, but um, Nicole Perlman probably, Nicole Perlman was in this program and she probably wrote a, no, she did write a first draft on Guardians of the Galaxy when it was just still, when the idea of Guardians of the Galaxy as a movie was still absurd. Did she write, uh, did she write a draft for Detective Pikachu? Like, did she know about it? Did she? I, I'm not. Oh, well, she I, is. You have she is, she is writing for Detective Pikachu. Sure. Yeah. She's um, like, but that's like, anyway, like she wrote a draft, and it's just it's very much like proof of concept. And yeah. th- this this happens a lot. I mean, like um, for Black Panther, it was uh, Joe Robert Cole who wrote the first draft of Black Panther, and then Ryan Coogler came on, got a co-writing uh credits but the difference was that the two of them collaborated you know you would see 
You would see, uh, I, I, I was looking at the home release of Black Panther. There was the kind of round table of all the Black Panther comics writers. And then you had uh, Nate Moore there. You had Ryan Coogler there. And you had Joe Robert Cole there, like, as like as an equal to Ryan Coogler, you know. Um, I don't think it was the same dynamic with, uh, with Perlman and Gunn, you know. The the articles that I put on that that you mentioned is they were kind of they were kind of quoting Nicole Perlman and James Gunn at, from different interviews and Nicole Perlman was kind of like oh yeah like James Gunn James Gunn kind of did like he just added like a lot of the humor and stuff stuff like that and James Gunn is kind of like oh I I came in I rewrote the whole script I there was no Walkman before there was no uh, yada, yada, yada before, uh, but, you know, that's how the WGA, that's how the Writers Guild works, you know, they have to credit both of us, and people kind of took that as a slight against Nicole Perlman, so it's, it's kind of like a, it's up to you to decide if there's yeah. beef or not, um, yeah, that's very, like, vague. yeah, sometimes, um, sometimes it's a lot more evident, like, there was a similar dispute with 12 Years a Slave, between Steve McQueen, the director, and John Ridley, the credited writer. And apparently Steve McQueen really wanted a co-writer credit, but he did not get that. And if you see in the Oscars when John Ridley wins the Best Original Screenplay, you can see Steve McQueen sarcastically clapping. (laughs) Uh, Which looks very petty, first of all, but like... um, I mean, they still won Best Picture, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like you know, a lot of that was like kind of speculation or like like rumors and heresy, and I think the same kind of applies for James Gunn, Nicole Perlman. So, um, what you know, maybe it's people projecting their dislike of James Gunn, but it's also it could very well be like a systemic like, hey, here's a woman writer. She's the first uh, female credited writer of the Marvel Studios, and. You know, they <laughs> they did her dirty, you know, which I think is totally possible. I mean, yeah. it happened to Pixar, you know, like, you know, like Tony said, like systemic issues, you know, that's something I can totally believe happened. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really good point with the Black, with Black Panther and like the round table because, I mean, this happened like, I'd imagine this is years ago. Like, I don't know what the Marvel writer's room looks like now, but I don't know if they really have that. It doesn't sound like they have that program anymore. Like we we don't know. They're so secretive. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, from what I'm getting at, it doesn't really sound like it. So yeah, sure. I think maybe things have changed. At least. Yeah, I I would I I'm actually gonna look up the Far From Home uh, credited writers because like, do you remember how long the the, like, the list of writers for Homecoming was? It was uh oh, dude. Jeez, if you want, if so you want. If you want to be recent, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I was, no, I'm five. literally, I'm it's, literally going through that right now and trying to figure oh, out. Nicole's. it's like disgustingly long. <laughs> yeah, because like it was Nicole, because it was because I, I remember it was Nicole, it was Nicole Perlman and Meg Lafave. Yes. Wait, was, am, was yes, it was Meg Lafave. They both came up with there? the story of it. They ended up just getting a story by credit. I think they yeah. got pushed back for. The, yeah, they only got they got a story and, by um, credit. And then yeah. um, it was Bowden and Fle- and then it was um, Gen- Geneva. I can't remember her name. Um, Anthony will look up. Right, Anthony yeah, yeah. I, I'm like imagining her name right now. Yeah, Geneva and Robertson Bowden and Dor- Fleck. Dor- I- yeah. Dore? Huh? Geneva Robertson Dore. Dore. Yes, that's it. Um, and then uh, Bowden uh. and Fleck, who I could go on and on about because I 
really do not like them in this in Captain Marvel, but that's the side. Um, but yeah, look back to our hot take for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like that was insane. Like there were so many hands in the pot. Like Sabrina and I mentioned, like Sabrina and I mentioned, like Sabrina mentioned, like the pause overplay. She hated the first act, and I was like, well. Some parts are strong and some parts are really weak. And that's because there were five story writers. That's absurd. Well, Even if one's a duo. I, I, like, I don't know. I think that story writers just kind of like give story ideas. But then the screenwriters are the ones. But there's also... How many screenwriters? Three. There well, were three screenwriters. I mean, it's two. weird because, like, you know, Thor Ragnarok. Because remember, <laughs> there was a whole controversy with Thor Ragnarok's credits. Because Stephanie Folsom uh, was not credited right she was i think the i think it's because of wga standards but i don't even think she got a story by credit again another female writer who was uh who they did dirty you know uh, eric pearson craig kyle and christopher yost are credited for writing i don't even think she got a story by which is a fucking shame i don't yeah i don't remember seeing any female credits or Ragnarok. yeah uh there's something very wrong when a major corporation is doing more to protect your interests than your own guild, she says in a tweet. <laughs> so I guess she blames the WG or the WGA more than Marvel. Uh, interesting. Which, yeah. I, I no, it, yeah, it, it's, it's fucking weird, the, the way these guilds work. No, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Story by was Craig, Kyle, and Christopher Yost, and Eric Pearson. Eric Pearson got the sole screenplay by... It's weird because sometimes story by might still be, they might have still written a draft, but there's just not, like, not enough space allotted towards them for the actual, I don't understand, because, like, Ant-Man the Wasp has, like, five credited writers, so I'm not in the guild, I can't tell you how it works, so Mm -hmm. maybe we're just, maybe we're just, uh, maybe we're just projecting in this whole Perlman gun situation, but... You know, it's it's entirely possible that James Gunn was just kind of like, just kind of like looks at her script and was like, whatever, I'm just going to scribble my own shit on it. Um, would that would that kind of lessen your opinion on him in any way, or do you like need to know more well, evidence? Well, like, here's or... the thing. If she, came, if she came and did work on Captain Marvel, like, mm-hmm. even after, if anything, like, malicious happened with James Gunn, then there had to be it had to be a higher issue a, a larger problem like not a like not james gunn is the problem type of thing yeah like he would be like i agree like he would be more like a quote-unquote like scapegoat like i would blame marvel more for like those kind of issues yeah um because like they they theoretically screwed her over and like quote-unquote let him do this um but yeah i would blame more of like marvel than i think gunn this case sure or maybe the guild who knows so it sounds like for both you know we, we talked about the edgy jokes and we talked about the writing credit snafu are you both kind of giving james gunn the benefit of the doubt with both of those situations uh yeah i mean like i don't i don't know it's it's hard like it, it's yeah i mean it's like one. It's just one of those things. I. I mean, I really don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I really I, yeah, don't no, know. No, no, I, I know what you like... mean. I know what you mean. I'm like, I'm like putting these these uh, extreme ethical like examples, like just throwing them at you and expecting you to answer on a podcast. So I don't blame you for like not having a straight answer. It's it's a weird, 
um, people. Okay, people are complicated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like that's that. like that's <laughs> it. I mean, like I'm not gonna go around like just like screaming about James Gunn being evil because of the Nicole Permalin thing, and like that's the hill I'm gonna die on, and the only hill I'm gonna die on because there's way worse, more systemic problems that are at play that I would that it is more important that I dedicate my time to than fair. This. Yeah. Like it, it, not to say that you can focus on more than one, because everyone likes to use that, that argument. It's like, Oh, you can focus on more than, you know, two things at once. Uh, one thing at the, at, at like an, uh, at the time. And it's like, yeah, but like it, it's, it's not going to do anything to me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I think for some people, it's just the fact that... And by um, me, I mean an individual, not like m- me as in oh, white, white yeah. boy Anthony. Because <laughs> yeah. there's... Our sole yeah. white man representation yeah. on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, I am in the minority. Uh, hmm. I, I was... Yeah. Edgy joke. Wow. Um... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I mean, I was just uh, that that's just the thing that, you know, terrible people like to say and I'm just making fun of. That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, Ironic I'm sure that'll register. That, yes. Yeah. Yeet. Yeah. Well, now that we got that uncomplicated thing out of the way. And I said my first <laughs> ending yeet, on I'm, yeet. I got a yeet out of the way. Yeah, drink every time Anthony says yeet is the new AP Marvel drink. No, game. not this episode. No. There will be other episodes. <laughs> maybe maybe sure. our hot take from on... this point from this point on, drink every time Anthony says yeet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I was going to say is that maybe people were just more upset about the Nicole Perlman thing because like we said in the previous episode, there are a lot of there's some content in those Guardians movies that uh people can construe to be pretty sexist. Like Yeah, oh, certain... oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So like the it's kind of like a like a double whammy kind of a spin in the but face like, here's like the hey. Thing. <laughs> when did we know about these Nicole Perlman things? Uh, the, this article was from August of 2014, which is the month the first movie came okay. out. Okay. Were we talking about it then? Other than, like, the sexist parts in Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, mm. like, I mean, like, I'm not, like, I'm, like, this, like, I'm not surprised by this. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? This seems like, like a I'm typical, just like, yeah, it seems like a typical it's just like, I feel out, like, like it's like a typical thing that kind of happens in kind of, like, big things, like. Nicole Perlman is an intern type of thing. And then Marvel gives James Gunn a, hey, look, here's what our intern did. And then James Gunn is like, oh, I like this. I'm going to write all over this. Like, that's an optimistic look. And the problem in that case is Sure, yeah. I wouldn't use the term intern, yeah. Like, you, like, yeah. It's like a developmental yes. thing. But yeah, it, it's, sure. It's, sure, I know what you mean, yes. though. <laughs> in, in a, by a corporation standards, intern. But by a, sure, yeah, know, I just it's... It's one leg up from an intern because they get paid. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, but still, no, getting I know, a I know Hollywood credit. I know it is. I don't want to devalue the work I, that these talented screenwriters, no. like I, me, being a being trained in the art of screenwriting. The, the, I don't want to devalue the, the way that I'm terming it is more done. in the sense of yeah. how a uh, like a CEO would more look at them, not as we sure, as you sure. know as individuals would look at these people. Sorry, I'm I'm complicating it way more than it needs to be. I'm sorry, y'all. I I I, I get what you mean. Okay, yeah, cool. uh, I think we should kind of move on to since you mentioned CEO, I kind of want to talk about from the top down with uh with Disney's <laughs> um, like the logic <laughs> with this whole saga. So 
let's let's recap the whole thing yeah. that that happened. Um, it, it, Cernovich yeah. and company, you know, bad people. Mark Cernovich, Mike, yeah, and Mike, that yeah. lot of people. They unearthed some old tweets. They archived them. They they found it through the Twitter, the internet archive. What these people are fucking obsessed. Wait, let let's let let's let Chris tell the story. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. but uh, I mean, the, the gist is that they. These were tweets that, again, like were gross. They made light of pedophilia. They, uh, they were just bad tweets. They were like terrible jokes, and you know James Gunn has like written like weird and like bad you know, articles and essays and tweets before, and he did apologize for this this really disgusting and like kind of misogynistic list. Uh, I think he apologized, like, I think even before he was hired by Marvel. Someone yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah so he, apo- uh, he apologized, like, he at least apologized once. I think this was his second apology. So after Cernovich brought up these tweets again, um, mm-hmm. you know, ben, I know, Ben Shapiro also chimed in, like, a bunch of other figures, people. like A lot of citizens, of, yeah. A lot of people, like throwing hand- like, throwing hands and, like, voices. And so James going to apologize again. Um, the next day, um, so, like, yeah, so James got to apologize again. The next day, Disney fired him, um, which immediately caught wind of the entire internet. <laughs> right. I mean, like, James Gunn did, like, he did, he did a, he did have another apology, but he said, like, I understand this business decision. Like, he didn't, like, punch back. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I think where people really got things wrong was when, the, the the Kevin Hart controversy with the Oscars, when his tweets came back, when they were like really horrific homophobic things, like I like, I think it was something along the lines of like I would beat up my son if he were gay or something terrible like that, and yeah, um, maybe he had apologized before, but when he was called on to apologize again, He's he like, did not. Fuck no. He was yeah. He, 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 like, had, like, a bizarre, like, Instagram video where he talks about how much he loves everyone and yada, yada, yada. It was yeah. a very bizarre way to respond. Yeah, but and... that's, like, that's Kevin Hart, like, regardless. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. honestly a bunch of, so I was actually, I I almost want, I almost wrote about this for, like, a paper for school. But basically, like, since James Gunn, you've probably seen a lot of other celebrities, like, also be subject to social media controversies like Dan Harmon and like Sarah Silverman and they try to get Patton Oswalt and a bunch <laughs> right. of other people. I'm definitely missing some other big names, but like I think Kevin Hart was the most like Kevin Hart was a very prominent example of like, you know, tweets being on earth, really bad tweets, and then him losing a job um over them. And so James Gunn almost kickstarted like this sort of like I guess it's very much like social media weaponization, and then- right? And a lot of that is 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 like the these bad uh, faith actors on the right. They are they are opportunists. They will jump on any opportunity they they can yeah. because they don't like people. Because again, they want to chalk one up on the scoreboard for them. They yeah. want well, to. Kevin Hart was like legitimately bad, but like for oh, absolutely, else- yeah. And then the fact that like, the, Kevin Hart could not read the room, and yeah. that's that's why I think the comparison is moot. Uh, people who thought it was unfair that people brought that that old stuff, like people like, oh, this is just like James Gunn. Like, no, it's not. Did you see how Kevin Hart responded to that? <laughs> well, I will say it is. I'll say I think they're like James Gunn and like how they it happened. But I think like I this is what so my paper was originally supposed to be about like 
Roseanne, James Gunn, and Kevin Hart, how they all faced a similar situation, but went in three different ways. Like, Roseanne reacted with very much un, like, very much anger that was really, like, just, why very, are you That's very boomer anger. Yeah. That's, that's open hostility. That's yeah. a very good way to try boomer anger. And James Gunn, James Gunn yeah. reacted, like, with humility, understanding, and, like, an awareness, like, reading the room. Like, he understood the decision, and, like, yeah, quote unquote, moved on with his life. Like he got Suicide Squad too. He's focusing on Brightburn. Brightburn, yeah, like yeah. is trying to you know he's being asked like you see the report, I think the report like the next week he's being targeted by several movie studios because like you know he makes you know, good movies. Disney and he, yeah, because like Disney and James Gunn like have ended their partnership. And Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart's response on Ellen was completely. <laughs> Not the right way he should have handled it at all. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. About uh, <laughs> to kind of to kind of respond to that in a in sort of a personal way. Um, if you are like James Gunn, also has had like severe alcohol issues as well. And as not not someone who's had alcohol issues, but as someone who has done like bad things in the past, and when I am called out for those bad things. I am very, very apologetic for them because I understand the problem for it and I understand that I tend to, you know, uh, be kind of ridiculous in some comments that I say. Not necessarily uh, things that I've done recently, but, you know, stuff in the distant past and, you know, not necessarily bad, problematic things, but, like, the the general over of what I'm saying is not, like, like, why would you say that? And it's like, and then I'm, you know, it's it's... It's, you know, very remorseful, and I can understand what he was feeling in the moments of his apology. And, like, on that... No, no, I'm talking about... I'm talking about with James Gunn, when he apologized. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, like me, I apologized multiple times. He's apolog- He apologized even in between what happened with Mike Cernovich and with, like... Like, he didn't overtly say, like, his tweets, but he said, like... I've done bad things in my past that, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that I, you know, I hope I've done better, et cetera. Um, like, that type of thing. And those types of comments show an improvement and a way to become better. When you're kind of, like, approached about these types of things, it's not, you know, conducive to kind of say, like, oh, I've, I've changed as a person. Uh, or I haven't changed as a person. Or show that you basically haven't changed as a person, as with Kevin Hart. But all, but yeah. in my personal opinion, I think that um, the Kevin Hart thing is kind of like a, like, this person is, like, not something we should be focusing on in the sense of, like, you know, once this person is kind of, like, is, like, we tell people about it, and then it's like, j- just don't worry about it anymore. If they're off, if they're off the Oscars, like, basically fuck them kind of thing, like... Like, if they want to improve, they can improve, but I don't think kind of, like, shaming them, like, you know, uh, kind of um, beating it into the ground, like, you know, to a pulp is kind of, like, doing anything. Um, Yeah. I think there's other more productive things once you kind of, like, once people point it out. Um, I mean, Kevin Hart was kind of playing the victim in that element. Yeah. I I didn't see it, so is that kind of the... Absolutely. I remember watching a news clip of it, and I was like, I see what you're trying to do. And it's not working. But yeah, we're... Are we getting off track? 
not yeah, really. I mean, this is kind of the talk, this is the same culture of of um, of outrage. You know, like did you did any of you watch that John Oliver piece about public shaming? Uh, public shaming. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that was like it was kind of an interesting look at like you know kind of the the weird spectrum. Yeah. You know, did you have any thoughts on that, Anthony? Uh, the, yeah, the one thing I would say that I would argue with that is that like he did a pretty good job. I would say he did not tackle how the system is more at play with a lot of these things, but mm-hmm. also he is you know a you know, a very tiny tentacle of that system. Um, you know, he's, you know, he oh, has sure. a lot of power yeah. himself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I know people gave him a lot of heat and criticism over his Venezuela, uh, take, um, which wasn't necessarily a socialist one or a leftist leaning one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how to take that, that segment at all. Uh, well, <laughs> not really knowing the not nuances necessarily, of a lot Not of necessarily things. great. Um, there's more, sure. there's more kind yeah, of, I believe you. there's more kind of like, you know, people who've, you know, are well aware of how imperialism works and those people mm-hmm. kind of, we should kind of look at and kind of see what their opinions of it are. His public shaming thing was, you know, pretty good about how like, kind of like beating it to the ground is kind of like, doesn't really do anything or changes the system. It just kind of creates this like massive alienation and kind of rejection of people from society kind of like um i mean he talked about monica Lewinsky, and i think he was talking about the jay leno uh how jay leno will constantly talk about monica Lewinsky. uh chris Mm -hmm. you can you can clarify if that was exact i can't remember that's it yeah that that's yeah um and it's like is that like it why you keep bringing this up it's it's pointless it's meaningless this stuff is years old. Get new material. Like, He's like J- Jay Leno back in his day was a very like a very much a one trick pony, especially, yeah, exactly. especially during the O.J. Simpson trial. Exactly, you and, know? and like kind of that era. That type of, of thing is kind of like, like Jesus freaking Christ. There's there's right. there's larger things at play, and I think that's a. I think when it comes to how we tackle things in society, we have to have like, and, and like here's a big word for y'all. It's the word mm. is nuance and right, and yeah. like, you know, kind of like, like, I think, and, 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 you know, people, a lot of people would kind of like criticize these certain actions or these certain types of responses, like my, like people who would have opinions similar to mine responses in a negative light. They'll see that in a negative light because of their own personal like issues with how certain people in their lives have affected them or how society has affected them. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's fair and understandable. Like, um, how abuse has happened, how rape is, has happened to individuals is very traumatizing and very hurtful. Um, but like, you know, when another individual is like a part of that and is tent is, is not connected to your personal situation. It's kind of, it, it's not changing the system. Uh, it's not going to save other women who have been raped, but like stopping Harvey Weinstein is an example of doing of actually doing that because he has massive power in it. So it's like I understand like like it when when you're making when like I'm making a comment like that. It's not like um it's I'm not it's, it's not like I'm saying you know go out and like uh you know hug your abuser because uh you know it's not about the indi- it's not about the individuals it's about the system it's like no that's not what i'm talking about because that is a that is a you thing it's about a more of a grandeur public shaming of certain individuals based on certain other things of un it's i'm sorry i'm going off on massive tangents but 
do you understand what I'm oh, getting this is at? Oh, good. I'm, I'm... It, it's, it's a more nuanced approach than just kind of like uh, a black or white thing. Um, that there are certain, uh, that you have to go thing go through things on a case-by-case basis. Otherwise, it's kind of like, like, you, you just kind of like become an authoritarian figure on, on moral grounds. And that becomes sort of a sl- massive slippery slope when dealing with other things and how society works. I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, I, granted, I think there does need to be, like, there, we should have standards definitely oh, as a society, yeah. oh, but yes, it, it, yes. It, it does kind of, it plays into, we talked about cancel culture on our Joss Whedon episode. Yes. And to make, like, canceled and not canceled being a binary thing, I think that is simplifying it a lot more <laughs> than it really should be. Yes, exactly. So that's kind of why I am... That's why I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to James Gunn specifically. Mm-hmm. So I am not. I, I have a lot of peers who just like straight up like condemn him. You know, like James Gunn's canceled or like James Gunn sucks or like whatever. And then I also have peers and friends like you know who are very like you know you Anthony you were like Anthony hashtag rehired James Gunn yeah. for a while. So the the reason why I'm kind of cynical about the whole thing and kind of like in between and kind of floating around is because. Mainly because of Disney. <laughs> mainly because of Disney as a corporation. Mainly because of Disney as a as a giant force in the industry. Mainly because of Disney pulling the strings behind all of this. And, you know, I, I didn't get all celebratory because at the end, it to me, it just seemed like it just seemed like a business decision. Because it is because Gunn. it is a business and, decision. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, totally. And oh, because it's, that, that, that's that's yeah. that's that's what Disney is. Disney is the Disney They're is business. the they system. Want money. Disney yeah. is the system. Yes. Disney's the problem. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and that's why like I, I, I don't think people were congratulating Disney necessarily, but it it's it, it was hard for me to kind of um, separate between being happy for James Gunn getting a job back and congratulating Disney because it's... I think about it like this. You know, I enjoy I, I enjoy going to Disney World, but I'm going to fucking shit on Disney as much as I want. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. going to enjoy content uh, that necessarily okay. comes out of Disney. To some extent, but I'm gonna shit on Disney all the time because they're yeah, are... yeah. But that is obviously that is harder for some people. Like, oh yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I totally understand your perspective. But yeah, that's I think that's the one of the right ways to look at it. Like being aware of what you're watching. Like I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote like a bunch of stuff about this. Like being aware, like that. Yes, like you're watching, like like when you're watching like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Like being aware of the history and the development behind it. Like that's the best thing you can do is to have that sort of knowledge yes. and being aware of like what you're putting your money towards and support. Yes, yes. I'm yes. sure. But again, I think it goes, it's going back to what Anthony says about there being more nuance and being a case by case thing. Because yeah. on one hand, I love X-Men 2, but I hate Brian Singer. <laughs> so like, how do I, and then it no, goes yeah. back to the whole Woody Allen argument, yeah. you know? Honestly, like, like that's, you, <laughs> yeah, like that's honestly, like that's me. Like I can't, morally watch ghost in the shell or bohemian rhapsody or like i can't remember the last thing but like those kinds of movies i can't morally yeah. watch so them. so here's so here's a here's an example that i like to that is used uh frequently 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually with vegans. It has nothing to do with film or entertainment. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. So, yeah. <laughs> so if a vegan, if I was eating like a chicken sandwich and a vegan came up to me and yelled at me, you shouldn't be eating a chicken sandwich. You're killing chickens, et cetera, et cetera. All the problems that are actually within um, mass farming and, you know, uh, you know, animal uh, production and all that other type of stuff that actually is like a massive problem. Um you know, a, a vegan attacking me for consuming chicken isn't going to change the fact that chickens are being cons- are being uh, massively, you know, like uh, horrifically kind of cr- created and tortured, and, and yeah, in in this massive, you know, conglomerate of systems, it's not going to me eating chicken is not going to change that. You know, and a mm. hundred people is not a hundred more people eating la- not eating chicken is not going to change that. Um, you know, it, it's the, it's the kind of understanding sure, of, yeah. you know, there's, there's, uh, like no ethical consumption under capitalism type of thing. Um, but there's also, it, it's when, when you have an understanding of that, you can't go into it with kind of like a nihilistic approach was like, oh, no ethical consumption under, under capitalism, which means I can eat whatever I want, do whatever I want, not give a fuck because that's kind of like a, uh, a uh, 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 nonsensical way to live you know it's uh uh we we talked about this when we talked about captain marvel and the people that actually attacked us about it it's you know we can criticize something because it's constructive criticism it's good faith criticism when you have bad faith criticism is when you get people that like to shit on things that are like because there's a woman in it or because there's a black character in it like that is bad faith criticism and you know saying like oh don't criticize the movie because it has a woman in it is is not going to be conducive to actual criticism that the movie should be receiving. Yeah, you hear that YouTuber? We're not going to mention by exactly. name. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like it, it, uh, good faith criticism is how is how we should be approaching things, you know, with nuance and with you know with understanding of like these things. Um, you know, it's it's yeah. it's no, no, you're absolutely and, right, and it's not like you know, it's not like you know. Like, if a coworker of mine eats Chick-fil-A, I'm not going to fucking, you know, like, yell at them that, like, oh, they're, they're a fucking homophobic piece of shit, et cetera, et cetera. Like, because, like, oh, they just didn't know or they didn't hear about it or something. Like, yeah, people just don't know about these things sometimes. But it's like, if you go out of your way to eat Chick-fil-A because you heard about that, then you're a piece of fucking yeah. shit. If you're Mike Huckabee, because you're clearing it to um, appreciate Chick Fil A Day or something, exactly. It's it's like that type of shit. Like, (laughs) like these are there are bigger pieces of of a puzzle at play, and you know, uh, attacking you know, like when a coworker does something, you know, really like significantly problematic in the office that it affects you. Like, yeah, definitely, that's like a thing. But like when when a when like some person. Uh, like says a comment and then you explain it to them like this is wrong and it's like oh that's okay but like if you don't go through you know uh, an, uh, an understanding of nuance of why that is then you just kind of cancel them outright it's like it's not going to like and publicly shame that individual it's not going to change the system the system mm-hmm. um right. and i and, and like that that comes down to how we approach um anger how we approach our own past trauma, how we approach other things. And all of this is, is a, is a, is an issue that, you know, is constantly changing, is constantly fluctuating. And you have to deal with these things with nuance because it's hard. 
it's hard to kind of like you know oh i personally am a victim of uh like not me personally but like someone a hypothetical person is saying oh i'm i'm a I'm person that has been affected by um you know i was uh raped as a child and like these these tweets are you know bringing me back to that and it's like it's hard to kind of grapple with the fact that like James Gunn isn't going to necessarily like yelling about James Gunn isn't necessarily going to fix the problems that are personally affecting me because the problems that are personally affecting me is that fucking person that did that that piece of shit that did that and also a system that protects and a system that creates and continues to create uh people like that right so it's 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 hard to kind of grapple with that because we don't have proper channels to express those those issues and those in those qualms um yeah so there's my rant i'm off my soapbox sorry <laughs> that's fine no no this these are stuff that we need to hear you know i feel like we we i think we didn't really go deep enough into this part of the that whole culture in the last episode. yeah and i've also learned this. a lot in the i past think it's year. also yeah i think that's definitely like something's i think this has happened a lot on the like this is everything that's been happening in the past year like this really hadn't this really started, I think, after James Gunn. So we're really not just analyzing, we're not just revisiting James's legacy. We're revisiting like the past, um, what month's it? March. Yeah, the past eight months. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, a baby yeah. could have been had in the eight months <laughs> since <laughs> James Gunn was fired. The James Gunn generation. <laughs> um. So so I, I mean, oh, go ahead, Izzy. Sorry. Sorry. Just back to your point, but like. I remember, like, I guess just to give, like, my sort of own two cents and experience, like, so I was in an internship um, in a resume workshop, and, like, I'd finished early, and I checked my phone, and I got a notification that James Gunn was rehired, I was like, I said, like, what? Out loud. Because I <laughs> genuinely did not expect that he would get, because like, it's, because Disney's a business, like, as Anthony said, like, they, I would, ex- I would expect them to be the last ones to admit we were wrong and like high rehire James Gunn off the bat. Well, because here's the thing, right? They're, right. they're not acknowledging that they're wrong because like th- they do horrific things all the time. They pay their workers garbage. Like, yeah, like they mean they rehired. <laughs> I mean, like they rehired Gunn, but like they never, like it was like it was announced through deadline and like not like the official like Disney outlet themselves. Like it was just broken. Well, I, I mean, deadline. to me, it just seemed like. It was a, it was a safe time for them to make that, that action. Too. You know? Yeah, I feel like like when they fired James Gunn, when they fired James Gunn, it was safe to fire him. Now it is safe to hire him. Now, yeah, like there's I feel. very much like a, there's a there was very much a conspiracy. I think surrounding like, oh James Gunn was rehired like a couple days before like the Fox merger was closed because like there's always going to be that looks very that looked very suspicious. But it was really, but the most interesting thing, like, to come out of that was, like, I had told, so I told, like, a couple of, like, the recruiters at, like, my internship, like, oh, James Gunn got rehired, because, like, it was, I thought, they, I knew they loved Marvel, and they were talking about how they didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, and, like, all the jokes that, like, they were, like, all, like, like, they were on the side, like, they didn't like the jokes and, like, whatnot, like, that, like, like, that's very surface level compared to, like, their criticisms, but, like, that was, like, just... Like, they, they saw it from an artistic standpoint of rehiring James Gunn, which I thought was interesting, um, but also goes to show you, like, I think it wasn't, also goes to show you, like, maybe that's an instance of, like, maybe that is not them congratulating Disney for rehiring Gunn, if that makes any sense. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, it is not Disney. It is not Disney. Put it's not. It's not an influential corporation putting their foot down and being like, "We stand with this man. We are going to not tolerate the actions of these bad faith actors." Yeah. It was just. It was not. It was not a moral stand. It was a strategic business decision. Yeah, honestly, they would have. Honestly, it like they would have looked that. so. They would have. They would have looked honestly. I. They would have literally looked so bad if, like, sorry, you can fix this, but like. Honestly, I think if they, honestly, I I think if they hired anyone else, this movie would have not done well. Like I could not see probably like, I like I also, I saw a scenario where like they're not going to rehire James Gunn, they have to rehire someone else, but this movie will fail, and that's going to loom over the movie. But even if they rehire, like even if like it's a situation where they have to hire rehire James Gunn to get the best creative result they want. I don't I don't know if I explained that right, but. Yeah, it's it's tough because like usually like the, these things ha- usually these things happen in the background and like general audiences don't notice. But now People this know. controversy has probably made James Gunn a household name now. Yeah, like he's like well yeah like I was looking at I mean at the deadline article that broke this like James Gunn got literally everything I not ever like literally everything he wants like he's only doing <laughs> Guardians three. After he summoned Suicide Squad 2, which means that, like, it's... Uh, it's called The Suicide Squad. I refuse to call it that. Give... I refuse to call it that until I see an official title card in neon lights and some... Some fucking 90s 90s alternative (laughs) punk band playing in the background. God. Uh, Remember how, uh, Shane Black wanted to call... He wanted to call Iron Man 3 The Iron Man, but I guess he didn't get his way. But he did make The Predator... God fucking! <laughs> Why is the drop the the? Uh, I will. I want to ask one more question before we get to the fun speculation part. If you guys want to do that, because I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> but, um. Uh, it's. I feel like Disney has made a precedent. Is is it a good precedent? Of rehiring James Gunn, I guess. What do you mean? I mean, I feel like. Firing him because of Cernovich and company was a bad precedent. Precedent that, like, hey, if um, like, right wingers can get whatever they want through like these actions, I think that was a bad precedent. But I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm asking about the, if I'm not if just the action of rehiring him or the entire saga in general. But I, yeah, I think I understand what you're. <laughs> sorry to cut you off. I think I understand yeah. what you're asking. Um, Good, because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fall more in, in. I don't see it as like a precedent that they set. I see it. I've seen it more as like what Anthony said a strategic business decision. I think it was just them playing chicken and then they finally decided, okay, we'll give up. Like, I don't think they set any. I don't think they set any precedents. I mean, not knowingly, but people are going to look back at this moment when similar stuff is <laughs> like definitely going to yeah, happen. Yeah, like the honestly, like honestly, like this is just like them trying to look good, and like there are there are bigger fucking fish to fry. Like, like the like as I said, the fact that yeah, they don't yes, fucking pay their that workers I agree with you, yes. and yeah. that they're a massive media conglomerate, um, and other massive quarrels with their the fact that they're you know a massive corporation which is you know in and of itself a problem 
Yeah, I, I, I've been, like, going back and forth about the Fox purchase because people are losing their jobs, no, man. No. Like, that is... Like, here's the like, thing. Chris, I... <laughs> you, it's <laughs> fucked up. It's just fucked up. Like... No, all like, of it like, is, yeah. Look, are you, are you, are you going to not play, like... Like, I know you pro- we've, we've all stopped playing Overwatch and World of Warcraft, but, like... <laughs> I mean, you and oh, me, no. but okay, I know a lot of people still do, now, but it's, huh? like, the Blizzard thing. <laughs> like... If, if like you can still play those things and like understand that like the fact that the head of Blizzard Activision fucking did that Activ- is fucking yeah. horrific and is a ma- a massive problem. Right. Like he laid off what ten percent of the workforce of his company. So, so yeah. So who who's who's the fault here? The 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 people that the the games themselves or uh, and the people that make those games. Or the person right. that that yeah. that that you know runs the corporation, the corporation in itself, the system that 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 propagates that that corporation, all those types of things are you know at fault here. I know it's like, I, 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 won't, it's hard. I will not. I, I don't want to do anything that hurts people who are working on the ground. Yes. But I don't really. Me personally, I'm not sure. No, and it's fine. It's question. fine. It is. Some people do. Some people have more definitive no, answers. No, and, to I, that and question. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like <laughs> like say you're wrong because that's that's dumb and it's pointless. Um, and that's a good position exactly, to have. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's like, a good, um, like you know, we're, we're, you know, because in the end, we're both tackling the system, you know, and that's like you know, that's mm-hmm. also a part of what we both believe in. So it's not like I'm not gonna freaking you know. And there's no point to it either. Um, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, sure. I don't think Disney... But, like, yeah, I don't think really Disney... Like, yes, I think people are going to look back at, like, this decision. But, like, people aren't, like, shouting in the streets, Woo, James Gunn's rehired! Like, it's just... I mean, I think for us it was like, oh, shit, this happened. But, like, it just came and went. Like, I think I mentioned that James Gunn got rehired and, like, no one else really knows i think <laughs> right. i think it's just like it just like it's it's really just a strategic decision for disney and that's pretty much it like they did maybe the celebrations were just like a social media exclusive thing like again like there's not gonna be parades in the street like you like you, i uh, think disney employed, will be but... over i think when you look back at this disney will be overshadowed by the fact that they fired jenkins in the first place and the fact that they rehired <laughs> him back no matter what they did after the firing the press tour for this movie was gonna be freaking weird and uncomfortable. Like, this is gonna be an elephant in the room for sure. Yeah. Good luck to them. Oh, they'll be fine, Chris. You don't have to give them luck. And I mean that, I mean that in the most fucking passive-aggressive way yeah. as fucking possible. Mm. Chris, do you still need to pee? I need to pee really badly. Did you want to end this episode, or do you want to go into fun, hey, what's gonna happen in the Cosmic MCU stuff? Well, it's 11.07. Um, Anthony, how do you feel? Uh, I think it's gonna be cool. James Gunn is gonna be, you know, doing wacky shit. Probably is gonna work on Eternals <laughs> and stuff. That's it. I'm done. You know, just, I don't know. Nova is <laughs> more weird shit. I don't know enough about the comics. I, that's I, it. I'm just that's like, it. That's all I, we need. I don't Who cares. I'm. Let me be. I'm just gonna be excited. That's it. Yes. Let the man sleep. Um. <laughs> I mean, I can. I mean, I think it's just a thing we can. I can touch. We can like really touch on like for less than like five minutes like i think like i mean i really don't know like we literally don't know what's happening with phase three i don't know if james phase four back as four like, or rather we're, sorry remember, as, four, as, as post as recently three. announced it's called the infinity saga 
Oh yeah, that's right. But like, phase I mean, one, two, I don't know if James Gunn will still be a consultant. But I think we, I don't think if we even really know, I don't think honestly we really even know like if MC will explore like the cosmic side. Because like, yes, they've announced the Eternals, but like, I yes, they've announced the Eternals, but like, I am waiting for like them to officially announce like a slate if that makes any sense. And so I, yeah, yeah, I think Kevin Feige has yeah. mentioned Nova, like said Nova by name. Um, but mm-hmm. regardless, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see kind of like, like, like when the actual slate comes out, as you said, Izzy, the, the multiple credit scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy volume two, they were just so forward looking. Like they had a setup of the OG guardians of like, with like Stallone and, Michelle Yeoh, and Miley Cyrus, and, and all those people. Miley Cyrus, like and, honestly, you know Adam that Warlock, is and like campy as fuck, and I love it. I would love to see. But it's not going to be a movie. I know, it's a movie. Is it going to be like a subsection of, of the universe? Is it going to be? Wait, wait, wait! Stop! Hey, yo, hear me out. Dis, stop. Disney Plus series. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Get Stallone on a uh, multi-season deal, and uh, then we're set. But it's... I don't... It, it's such a weird thing to me that, like, they... It seemed like, um... That, that's why his firing was so shocking to me, because it seemed like they had so many plans, and they seemed so ahead of even, like, what the trades have been announcing with, like, the Eternals and Black Widow yeah. and all the sequels coming out. It's like, wait, are you planning, like, another whole sub-universe? Well, like, just... I think that's the thing with, like, a lot of, like... like Disney was the one spearheading the firing. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I mean, like, you know, Feige, you know, a lot of power, all that stuff. But, like, you know, that's the one little piece of optimism I have is that Feige wasn't the one, you know, to say, oh, we should fire him. Yeah, like, Feige was, like, the one, like, Feige had his hands tied for the first time ever. Yeah, that's, that's probably what I was thinking, too. But, like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, I think, you know, when it, when, when, like, corporations are kind of, like, they talk to the actual writers and stuff. It's like, oh, we have this, this, and this planned. They don't give a shit. They just say, like, oh, we have things planned in the future, and we're just going to run with it. And regardless of what mm-hmm. happens to the person, they're just going to keep running with it because that's what happens. It's happened in multiple other companies and multiple other industries. They don't really care yep, about, absolutely. like, the, the artistic merit of it or how cool it would be because they just want the money in the end. Yeah. I mean, we, we always um assume that Kevin Feige is you know, really looking at it from artistic marriage and not just a film producer. Yes, exactly. Perspective. I mean, I, okay. So we've made it clear that we do not worship Disney. We do not worship the MCU. They are fallible. Yes. Yes. Do we worship Kevin Feige? No, because Kevin Feige's fallible. But like I, in my, you know, in my little fantasy little head, I'm like, Oh, he like he looks out for the good guy, and it's like you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much he gets paid, but he gets like I imagine he gets paid a, a reasonable sum. Uh, I well, don't know. He has a contract that's well. He has a contract that's expiring along with like RDJ and Chris Evans and like Thor, and like I don't know if he's coming back. He probably no, he is. He probably is. Don't, don't, but don't, like he's don't, don't, don't tease. What would he do after this? What 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 is higher up for him? Retire. Uh, I don't know, retire to, to a farm <laughs> the home with his world kid. World of DC. No, no, it's retire to a farm home with his kids and raise him in solidarity and, like, oh, teach him archery. And then, and it's a and then all of a sudden, a, a massive a, a, a snap happens somewhere in Africa. And then all of a sudden, all of his kids get erased. And then Kevin Feige has to come out of the shadows once again and defend. Yeah, and then he says, whatever it takes. Whatever yeah, it yeah, takes. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> it takes. <laughs> 
Okay, alright, Kevin Feige's valuable, we do not worship him, corporations are bad, and James Gunn is a complicated man. <laughs> yeah, like, I think, like, all but, people, yeah. like, wow, that's not really that hard yeah. of a thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, and who, who can say, because, like, you know, a lot of people don't like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Yeah. so who's to say Volume 3 will be good or not? Yeah. Uh, I, I like Volume 2. I understand why people don't, and I they're they are totally valid. I was not like you know this movie will live or die by guns attachment to it, but I one thing's for sure it will be more consistent now that it is like the same director for all three. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Is that a, is that it, guys? I, yeah. I, I ranted a lot in this episode, so I'm gonna be. Let the man I, sleep. Well, like uh, we uh, like you okay. know, this is a, it's it's a topic of conversation constantly when you're talking about like all of these different things, you know, PewDiePie, all these, you know, all right ah! shitheads. Yeah. It, it, I, I, you know, I actually had a conversation similar to you know individual and system type of thing in my office with my supervisor, uh, and he was pretty receptive to it. So it was just like, fuck yeah. Uh, cool. So you know, it's it's just a lot. Oof. Okay, so Izzy, are you going to have... I think you're trying to work on a written piece for James Gunn. Yeah. Is that correct? Is that still correct? Yeah, I am about to begin writing it um, today. <laughs> it is Tuesday. Um, and that will hopefully be out um, next week. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I think... Um, Oh, sorry. I was gonna say that, like, I think your piece back in our Marvel News yesterday, it was kind of... It was one of the most read pieces in um, in their site. And it's probably like probably the second most read thing on our, on, our, on our AP Marvel Medium blog besides how many, the how many views Marvel. Does it have? Lamau. Oh, the cool. <laughs> how many yeah, views does it have? if you don't know what we're talking about, just uh, look back to our Captain Marvel Wait, episode where we talk about views is, what happened. How many views does it have? I I I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm not gonna look it up right now, but it's in the thousands. But oh uh, fuck yeah! It, it's absurdly it's absurdly more than well. Um, we don't like a lot of people who read it anyway. That is true. Yeah, fuck those. <laughs> Well, um, uh, the AP Marvel, <laughs> like I said, is on Medium. Uh, we are also on Twitter at AP Marvel. We are also on Facebook. I'm at Compenderizer. Izzy, where can people find you? I'm at Delirilin. And Tony, where can people find you? You on can find me at the Pizza Taco. All one word. Um, yell Very at me. Good. I like it. Give me notifications. Make me, make me feel Eat wanted. Him. Make yeah. me feel wanted. You got some attention when you called out uh, all of the subscribe to PewDiePie people. Oh yeah, I I actually should um, not have I, I, I should that. not have done that. Wow, I was just blocking people. It was just so fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that that was not a great. Oh, idea it was horrific. It was such a horrific time, thing to say. Even though I agree with your oh, tweet, yeah. like, um, um, it's like dear God, it, and that but... fits in kind of like that middle thing. It's like you know he as a person did not specifically do that. But he did a lot to push for it. He fostered a culture, fostered a culture, that, uh, and has a lot of power. You know, definitely support that. Uh, not a lot of power as as like Bob Iger, but has a lot of power. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, we were doing plugs. Anyway, you can subscribe to I'm us. I'm sorry. I'm... On Apple. Po- no, that was my fault. That was you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Overcasts, Pocket Casts, pretty much every casts 
app. Spotify. Uh, leave us a review. Go yeah, play. Spotify. I, did I mention Spotify? I thought I mentioned, oh, whatever. But anyway, you can leave us a review, like the one guy who tweeted to us. Um, this podcast has a severe um, crisis of imagination. Thank you to that person for just saying that and not any other <laughs> constructive criticism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't like comments like that. We like actual the constructive criticism. The only crises critiques. I know about is the crisis of capitalism. Ha <laughs> ha, got him. <laughs> You know, maybe he's right. Maybe we do have a crisis of of imagination. Yeah, capitalism is bad. The podcast, anyway. No, we are no, on Patreon. No, we are not that podcast. We literally talk about a, uh, like a fandom. I don't think that's. Yes. I don't think that's what yes, that means. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gray areas. Uh, uh, please get to our Patreon if you like what you just heard. Yeah, if you like the words that came out of my mouth, um, <laughs> don't worry. The money doesn't go to me. Uh, I don't know why I always have to keep saying that. You always say always that. Say it's that, like no one's afraid about but like, that. You know, like, self-deprecating humor. Uh, yeah, it's so great. And uh, let me let me say up front that we don't have enough money in our Patreon to even give the rest of us money. So uh, it's all going to Charles Villanueva, who did the graphics for us. Nice segue. Charles, Charles, and Charles, Steve Maltor, who does our Charles music. Charles and Steve, you guys are the bomb doctor. Uh, yeah, also join join our Discord because we like having com- like we talk a lot about uh, a lot of the everyday Marvel news coming out, but uh please engage to us about the actual podcast content in our uh written content. If you if you want to see memes uh, about Ant-Man going in Thanos's butt, uh come to our Discord. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, It'll get so big that there'll be like a separate channel just for <laughs> just for Oh wait, his butt will get so big? No! God damn it! This meme is the dumbest meme, and I love it! Ending this now. That was episode 43 of AP Marvel. Goodbye forever. Uh, Izzy should be having a thing soon. I'll be at PAX East. I need sleep. If you're going to be in Boston, if you're in Boston right now, at the time of this, uh, please hit me up at PAX East. Goodbye! Yeah, that was good. Chris, Chris, what's going to be the end credit scene for this episode?